Hello and welcome to Radius Coffee Talk. I'm your host, Liam O'Brien, community organizer here at Radius Cowork. Coffee Talk is a short-form podcast where I interview Radius members and share their stories, insights, and experiences. We hope that this podcast can help you learn a little bit more about one of our many members and help foster more connections in our community. For anyone tuning in for the first time, Radius Cowork is a co-working space located on the ninth floor of the Renaissance Building in downtown Erie, PA. We're passionate about Erie's downtown revitalization and contribute by providing freelancers, remote workers, and small businesses with better services, facilities, and community to get work done. Learn more about us at radiusco.work. With me today, I have Mike Shannon. Mike is the founder and CEO of Bodhi Gardens Initiative, a multifaceted nonprofit promoting food sustainability, positive physical and mental well-being, and community engagement. After serving in the military, Mike had a severe head injury and was honorably discharged. He was first treated with mainstream medicine, which led to problems with addiction. Mike found his recovery through Eastern practices like Buddhism, meditation, and through horticultural therapy. Today, He is launching Bodhi to tackle serious problems in Erie and beyond, such as food deserts, nutrition, education, physical health, and mental wellness. Bodhi is currently working with so many companies, I can't name them all here, but just to name a few, Penn State Barron, Mercyhurst, Edinburgh, and the University of Pittsburgh, Sarah Reed's Children's Center, the EMTA, Erie Insurance, Erie County Department of Health, and Erie County Veterans Affairs, and many more. Mike and the team of Bodhi have been working very hard and have now accomplished their five-year plan in about a year and a half, receiving over a quarter million of dollars to launch this much-needed initiative. Mike? It's good to have you here, man. Thank you. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, absolutely. I was super excited to get to talk to you because you've got a super awesome story and Bodhi Gardens is going to be a really, really good thing for our community. Yeah, I think it's going to take off really well. It's, it's, I honestly am very humbled and surprised about how far we've come in such a short amount of time and the community support, like you mentioned. Um, and there, all those places and more are involved in different ways or, or have pledged their support in different ways, but it's very, uh, it's very humbling. So first thing I want to start with is talked about, I want to talk to you about this story that you told me, uh, about you saving a chihuahua from a Mexican drug cartel. <laughs> what, what, what was your question on the website? You it know, was like what, something interesting, usual, yeah. usual story that you have or something like that. It's obviously not true, but, um, <laughs> Back when um, I used to run with a few guys growing up and, uh, you know, when we started going out drinking. Actually, I think I was in the service at that time, so it makes more sense now that I think about it. Anywho, um, it's just one of those bar stories. Um, Yeah, we were traveling down and we got involved in some stuff here. And I'm not going to elaborate on all the details because it it really doesn't need to be on the radio. But... um, we picked up a couple girls down in North Carolina off of that story. And so we used that a few times afterwards. It's just, you know, the most obscene, uh, obscure, whatever. Um, it was, it was a great story though. How elaborate was the story? Was it like, I think that depended on how drunk we were at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that's hilarious. I, I totally believed it when you responded to the forum. I was like, I didn't, I had no idea. Mike was a a Chihuahua superhero in Mexico. (laughs) I rescue pit bulls now. So that's, (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome then. So you said you were in the military. So can you talk to me a little bit about that? When, when did you serve and. 
I enlisted in 92. Um, I did about three years. Uh, went through 15 weeks of boot camp in Kentucky. Went to jump school in Georgia. Got stationed in uh, Fort Bragg, North Carolina with the 82nd. Um, did relatively well. Uh, I was actually runner-up for Soldier of the Quarter for the entire division at one point. Um, I lost because my pants were bloused too low. That's a whole other um, But, yeah, then I got a hurt. Uh, I had my second TBI, traumatic brain injury, by the time I was 21. Uh, got out with an honorable discharge. And, yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for your service, first of all. Um, and so after getting your, your head injury, uh, in your, in your bio or some of the research that I was doing, it said that, you know, the traditional medicine that doctors gave you ended up being more damaging than it was helpful. Um, and then you were able to find your recovery through Buddhism and meditation and other things. So tell me about when you first discovered Buddhism. Um, probably three, four years into my recovery, this recovery, which is coming up on 11 years now. Um, they didn't do a whole lot of, for head injuries back then. I mean, if even if you think back, you know, the past few years, how, you know, new things have come out. And the, even the NFL has taken more precautions in the past five years than ever for head injuries. So if you're going back 25 years, then, you know, they – Oh, you'll be fine. Just go sleep it off kind of thing, you know. Um, and I still have residual effects of it, but I take a lot better care of myself. Anywho, uh, you know, I tried doing things on my own for a long time, and that didn't work out very well. And by the time I went up to the VA here in Erie to get some help for things, um, that place wasn't – close to where it is today it's a wonderful facility now there's a lot of great people that work there but you know back then it wasn't quite where it is now and that was also at a time when pill farming was um going on very hard in this country uh, so i walked out of the va i was just talking about this last night with somebody um, I walked out of the VA with a nice little Easter basket full of pain pills and psych meds and at my height, at my at my worst, I guess, I was running a script of Oxycontin from the VA and a script from a private doctor all at the same time. So we're going through hundreds, and I've lived like that for about 10 years. Um, yeah, it was, it was bad. Um, anywho, uh, like I said, almost 11 years ago, um, I just had enough and I decided to make some major changes in my life and it was super hard. And honestly, God's honest truth. I, I, 11 years ago, I couldn't complete a full sentence without stuttering. There's no way I would be doing what I'm doing today if, you know. So I searched for a higher power for a long time. Talked to a guy who'd been a practicing Buddhist for 30 years. Talked to a guy who was a Russian Orthodox priest. Talked to a guy who was this. You know, just searching. 
you know, and, and I settled on Buddhism. Um, I like the outlook of things. I like the perspective of things. It's very inclusive. It's not, you know, we could get into a whole theology discussion if we wanted to, but yeah. And, um, that led me back to college for my junior and senior year, third time. So how does Buddhism, how does that come into your life today? Are there any practices that you do consistently? I meditate consistently. Well, I try to meditate consistently. It's hard. It, it's hard. It, it's not a perfect practice. And as busy as I am these days between the two jobs and I'm a single dad, um, you know, sometimes it just gets away from you, you know. But I do read daily uh, Vedic meditations, and I, like I said, I try to meditate every day. So what does meditation look like for you? Because I know that there's a lot of different types, like transcendental meditation, and there's apps like Headspace. How does it come uh, most easily to you, or how do you find it integrating into your life? At the beginning, it was super hard to get my mind to slow down. Um, I found a few different things I'd repeat over and over in my head, and if I screwed up, at a certain point, I'd start myself back over until I could get through these this verse without screwing up, and then I'd move on to something else. Now it, I do more of a breathing meditation when I'm alone, um, try to clear my head of any thoughts. Uh, you know, and it's it, not 15 minutes, half hour at the tops. That's all you need to do. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't realize that meditation isn't really about clearing your mind. It's about training your mind to catch yourself when you get distracted. Exactly. And so it's just strengthening that muscle, which is focusing. Mm -hmm. And when you get really good at it, um, I, I, I forget where I read this, or I think I saw it on a Netflix uh, documentary. They were talking about lifelong meditators are able to drastically impact the, their, their brain and the way that they're thinking or you know, manifest a sense of compassion. It'll show up on an MRI or um, even as far as having like a heightened amount of brain waves that normally aren't so high for normal people, they can really boost that up. So I, I read this anecdote the other day and I don't know, I didn't see if it was backed up by anything. It was just a little paragraph, two paragraph, uh, spiel and it said you know like 50 percent of people in the world go through their day without a thought in their head they, they don't whereas me i'm going through the day with five different conversations and you know i'm plotting out bodhi and i'm doing my work for Callie's west and i'm so i'm always and i got like all this crap in my head at the same time and you know it it's good for what i do but you know sometimes i i just need to take a minute and try to get all that stuff out of my head and focus, you know, cause I can get manic, yeah, you I, know, I really can. <laughs> I, I definitely feel you there because if, if I don't slow down at least once a day or maybe a few times a week, mm -hmm. it, it gets overwhelming. So mm -hmm. taking some time to just relax and journal or read or meditate. Yep, or journaling's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did that early on too. It's, you know, it, I mean, cause you can get so jumbled up there and, and, even if you write down a few things that you're thinking or what's going on in your day, I mean, that helps get it out of your head. So, I, I forget who said this, um, but someone described it as spiritual windshield wipers. To, <laughs> I like yeah, that. Clear out the garbage, yep, right? exactly. 
So, so going back to, to your story here, you, uh, you went back to college, started doing a social work course, and then how did, how did Bodhi project. come into <laughs> Um The only reason I chose social work in the beginning is because I wanted to work with fellow veterans. That was kind of my goal, um, get into the VA and help people just um, – basically not have to go through the stuff that I went through, you know, I'm not a combat vet. I, but like I said, I've had two TBIs by the time I was 21 and I got as about as low as you can go without dying. So I get that, you know, and I've been through a lot of those issues. So I was actually supposed to be one of the first two bachelor level interns at the VA hospital ever, but this all happened during COVID uh, so my senior project idea was to simply put a traditional garden down in, you know, the Lower East Side area, which is now the Heritage District, um, to kind of bring awareness to the different socioeconomic issues that go on down there, the food insecurity, the poverty we think we have. The last data that came out, I think countywide, we had 15 food deserts, uh, 10, 11 of them in the city. Um, so my senior project turned into my senior internship and my capstone project for Mercyhurst, which turned into a, uh, Catherine McCulley award, uh, when I graduated, um, and we kept moving forward and today we're worth a little with assets and everything. We're worth over a quarter, quarter of a million dollars, um, we're negotiating, we're in the final stages of negotiating our lease and beginning work with the architect with a facility downtown. Um, it's not a super secret, but I can't mention it because we're in the final stages of that lease negotiation. Um, we're going to put a very large grow operation in the middle of downtown Erie, and we're going to be growing fruits and vegetables all year long. Um that's that's the short version of everything. That's awesome, though. So I know that a, a big focus of Bodhi is to solve the food desert problem. And then with that, it's really cool how you're tying in the mental health, mental well-being mm. aspect of it. So can you tell me about that? People like to use that word solve. And, and I don't mean that disparaging. It's just I don't want to say solve at this point. You know, we're the facility that we're talking about intersects directly with three food deserts um so we're going to focus on that area first you know my my the cohort that i'm cohorts that i'm looking at you know snaps veterans wicks you know people that use those um that's my target audience as far as feed area is concerned and when we get to a certain point with this, you know, we're already talking about our, our new, new five-year plan and expanding within the city in the next three years. And then we'll focus on some more food deserts and we'll see how this thing goes. Um, as far as the mental health aspect goes, you know, I, I have a packet here. I just pin, printed off because we're developing a horticultural therapy for the teen center at the downtown Y working with their new director. Um, there's a lot of 
new research, newer research coming out about how horticult- horticultural therapy can help with addiction and other mental health issues. We've been at UPMC, well, let's see, it's UPMC Western Behavioral Health Crisis Residential, <laughs> you know, just get the whole thing out of there. We've been partners with UPMC for a long time. Um, so we've been at their crisis level facility researching and collecting data on the effects of indoor gardening on crisis level patients. And if we can help crisis level patients, we can help anybody. But I digress. That How that flows into our facility in downtown Erie is we're going to get different groups of veterans. We're going to need a lot of help down there. I mean, we're going to be growing thousands of plants at the same time. Um, so maybe we'll get... Um, Military or the Purple Heart to come in one day, soldiers and sailors another day, the Vietnam vets another day. Um, there's different organizations that want to be involved in this, like you mentioned Erie Insurance and, you know, the American Heart Association has expressed interest. And there's groups like that that just want to come in, you know, just play with the garden. Maybe you just need to come in and sit down and look at all these lights and listen to the water run and just close your eyes and chill out, you know, if you want to help plant some seeds that's great too that's great for people that aren't familiar with the term um, hydro or horticultural therapy is gardening to improve your mental health right yeah yeah um, so going, so back, going to back to feed eerie, eerie mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. bit um i read somewhere that bodhi is going to offer courses and information on cooking and preparing meals so you guys are providing not only the produce itself fresh year-round and not only the mental health aspects of growing that produce, but then how people can use the produce to improve their own physical health. That's been uh, tossed around in a few different circles. Uh, I mentioned the program that we're beginning to work on for the Y. They also have a kitchen down there, so maybe we can incorporate that into that program. And and we've also had conversations with Booker T about possibly using their kitchen. Um, there there's initial talks going on. You know, we need to get to a certain point with our grow up first. But you know, I grew up in a old world family, so to speak. You know, everybody had gardens. My grandmother was a hundred percent Polish. My grandfather was Irish Italian. On my dad's side, it was mostly Irish. So everybody had gardens. I grew up out in the county. Um, My grandmother used to can every year, you know, and I feel like that's a lost art. You know, going to come down to our farmer's market, you can buy all this, these tomatoes, whatever, you know, but what are you going to do with it? Well, we're going to teach you how to boil it down and can it. So, you know, come the middle of winter or whenever, you're going to have a bunch of cans of tomato sauce, you know, with the way prices are going in this country these days, which is a whole nother topic I'm sure we can get off on. Um, you know, that, that I think that's important and people should know how to do that, you know, because like I said, the people that we're targeting are low income and uh, they need help. And if they want to explore these options, they're going to be there for them, you know. Well, I think it's going to be a really awesome thing for, for the city and for the world to, to see coming together here. And hopefully it will be repeated in more cities and help more people. So to close now, where can people learn more about Bodhi? Where can people connect with you? Um, what's, the, what's the best way for people to get in touch? I have a meeting 
Thursday with our website developer. So that's still under construction. Um, I feel a certain way that it has, we haven't gotten to that yet, but we've been a little bit busy with other things, so it's okay. But we do have a, a Facebook page. There is an Instagram page. If you just Google Bodie, B-O-D-H-I, E-R-E-P-A, um, you'll find a ton in, well, you'll find a little bit of information on there. And, uh, of course, if you want something direct, just email us, Bodie at BodieGardenInitiative.com, and uh, we'll definitely get back to you. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to leave that stuff in the show notes. And thank you again for coming on. Yeah, absolutely, man. Appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Radius Coffee Talk. To learn more about the space, facilities, and community, or to schedule a tour to see it for yourself, please visit radiusco.org.